What's up, everybody? <clears throat> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Shop. Uh, I haven't put out an episode in a minute. <clears throat> I've been trying to shake this cold. I do not have COVID-19 or, or the, the Rona, as people are saying. Um, just just drainage and whatnot. But uh, it's been... It's taking time for me to, to get some energy and start my podcast back up. So uh, this is going to be a two-piece podcast because the information I give is going to take longer than I want people you know, to listen. I don't want them to lose interest, so I keep it short and sweet. Uh, today's podcast is socialism, what it brings to the U.S., the people, and the economy. Uh, as I've been scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, I keep seeing memes about how socialism would have handled the situation that we have. <clears throat> and it's crazy that a lot of people are blaming the president. Now, by all means, I'm not defending the president because I have argued so many times to people that the president is our mouthpiece. He, When he's asked questions, he should be able to address people uh, and we're supposed to kind of get behind him on what he says. But I think we have, since he's been in office, we have fought him so hard to impeach him that everything that comes out of his mouth is automatically defense. So besides that, Everyone's saying, oh, this is what socialism, socialism is. And I think of that as an alternative world. Like, if we made this decision, our path starts this way. If we made this decision, it goes this way. So I think that the socialist idea is an alternative world. It does not exist. But somewhere, someone has made that decision, and there is existence for if you believe in that stuff. So I just want to uh, talk about a few basic things uh, about socialism. And I think that my next podcasts are going to be kind of along those means of uh, not political, but just like current issues that people face and like how we as how does politicians, how we as society make decisions to solve the issues. Uh, for So for some of you like myself, I didn't pay attention to econ class or or should I say I paid attention. I just didn't absorb the information. It didn't stick with me. I didn't, it didn't I didn't let it fester in my head and I didn't like think about the forms of government and think about what best benefits me. Cause I'm, you know, in the ninth grade, what do I care? Uh, which kind of brings me to my next point that we, we have to treat information that we are being introduced to for the first time or being reintroduced to such as, uh, you know, later in life, I'm now paying attention to politics. So we have to treat something that we're being reintroduced to or introduced to for the first time as an onion. And like the outside layer, you know, how if you ever hold an onion, the outside layer is like thin and brittle. And it that is our general and vague information. That's that's the what you hear people say. Like if you ask a person who doesn't really give politics their full attention or any attention at all, or you or someone who just copies memes that they slightly believe in, they post it, and then they get a bunch of people to read the post, and like all these people are like, yeah, and they're arguing about a meme and a quick quote. 
that they believe is factual. And the meme is about socialism or and what it represents. Seeing what I see people post on social media or conversation with coworkers or close relative relatives, they'll tell you that it's equality or it will fix the economy. Uh, and a lot, I, I've seen people post, every, everyone will have everything they need. Medicare to be available to everyone, et cetera, et cetera. Like it just goes on and goes on. That's that thin brick water skin of an onion. That that's the information that we just we just see. That's the, we don't. How how do we get there? Is the layers that you have to peel. So general ideas are on the shallow part of the onion. Nothing too deep. But today I'm gonna peel back some parts of the onion for you. Uh, first thing, what is socialism? Like it. Uh, I know some of us are out there not at a full understanding. <clears throat> There's things that I'm still learning about it that I'm, um, you know, what I, I'm not, obviously I'm not taking a class, so everything is self-taught. So I have to look up stuff, write it down. I do a lot of writing down on my little notepad and <clears throat> I interpret. And then I try to re- relay information, uh, you know, back or talk about it with people and it also develops understanding so whenever you learn something the best way to keep it in your head is integration so talk about it with people so what is socialism the definition that i found on two different websites pretty much gave the exact same definition a political and economic theory of social organization which advocates the means of production distribution and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole before I break this down, we're going to play a little game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is kind of fun for me as I thought about this. Think of yourself as a person of a, on the verge of a great idea. And you're going to invent this idea. Think of anything. Pause this if you have to. But think of something cool. Think of something that you've been thinking about when you're sitting around with your kids right now in quarantine. Okay. So I've been thinking about this for a long time. Uh, my kids always get into my cords. They get behind the TV. They pull my cords down from the, if the TV's mounted, they pull the plugs out, all that kind of stuff. I'm coming up with a TV that has the similar technology of a watch battery. Okay. So like, you know, if you have a good watch, not one of those fancy watches that have like a lifetime battery, but if you just have a simple watch, that watch battery expectancy is about two years. So think about I'm gonna I want to make a TV that you don't have to plug in. It just no just this is just for fun, guys. I don't I actually don't have this. I mean, I have, this is an idea in my head, but someone will eventually steal it. But I don't have the means to get it out there. So so you have this TV, and it's it's battery charged. This TV is going to be revolutionary, all right? It's going to eliminate seeing cords in the back of TV consoles. It'll allow, and I know they have speakers out there right now that are Bluetooth, but this one allows Bluetooth, DVD players, video game consoles, uh, tel- cell phones, everything, your tablets to connect to your TV through Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Because everything that they make them right now like your 
your PlayStations, your Xbox consoles, your DVDs, they all have Wi-Fi. They all connect to the Wi-Fi. This is going to, so until, in my head, this is just a theory, guys, until I develop the technology to get everything on a Bluetooth and Wi-Fi connection. We're just going to trust that everything's going to go through a Wi-Fi connection. So no more wires. You only have to replace the battery every two years. It's cool, right? Okay, so that's my idea. You think of yours, and we're going to come back to that in a second. So now, (sighs) back to it. I have a lot to say in a little bit of time. So uh, um, right now, the Democrats are presenting the ideas of socialism. Um, They even formed a group. The uh, socialists or the Democrats of socialism or some some crazy thing like that. And they're actually some party leaders of the. I, I looked it up. That's gonna be a whole other episode. We're just gonna focus on this one. So, for example, if there were an idea of socialist in office, this person would slowly push socialism on the U.S. It, it wouldn't be all at once. But ideas, ideas can be like a kid sitting on a sled at the top of a hill. On a snowy day, as soon as that kid goes an inch, he's going downhill until he 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 stops. It's just all the way downhill. I, I'm describing that because that's exactly what a slippery slope is. It's something that starts at the top and it just boom. Everything comes. Everything. There's no limit to what the next thing is. And it'll be hard to turn around once what starts if we think it's a bad idea. It's too late. It's like we're already on to the next thing before you even know. It. Now we're talking about the next thing. You didn't even know that. You're still stuck on the thing before. Which brings me to my next point. The Democratic Socialists, this, this is how they describe it. This is what I found. The Democratic Socialist um, is a type of socialism achieved through democracy. Right, so they're they're getting voted in. The main method of a democratic socialist is changing society through slow reform, rather than a quick revolution. Now, I know a lot of you defend Obama, but he was the start of that. He was the start of like Medicare for all, that kind of a thing. It's a slow revolution. It's a slow reform. He's even said those words. Uh, democratic socialism usually wants to gradually reform capitalism similar to a social democracy. But these these reforms won't stop until there's no more capital to serve. Democratic socialism also usually entails all businesses being operated as a worker-owned cooperatives. <clears throat> so your employees make decisions, not not you. And what I mean by that, let's go back to Let's go back to your idea that you had. Now, you can do this for fun uh, on your own. And you can actually, you know, like, just just Google, like, what, what it costs to do things, what it costs to produce things, and how do people establish it. Because you just do those little things. You'll kind of get an idea of what big corporations were once and what small businesses are. So you think of yourself as this entrepreneur with that great idea. Mine is the wireless TV. And if you use it, and you're my listener, I will find you. But on to happy thoughts. If you know anything about TVs, <clears throat> and I've been in the uh, in the retail business for a minute, 
I worked at Target and I worked at uh, Sears. Now I work at Costco. Uh, so I know how kind of like the TV things, uh, how TVs are, what TVs are. And what I mean when I say is that like uh, like Samsung, LG, Vizio, the top companies are companies that make electronic devices. Because of their stature and your personal experience, like you're an I person experience, you'll, you'll spend a certain amount of money on a TV. And I know, and I trust Samsung. So what I'm saying is, I have uh, a Samsung cell phone. I have a Samsung, or well, my daughter has a Samsung tablet. My fiance has a Samsung TV. <clears throat> They're all connected. Like I can, I can p- take, take whatever I'm watching on my tablet or phone and send it to my TV and watch it on my TV. Um, so like, it's just all these little connections that they have. So I only buy Samsung based on that. But I just know that if Vizio had a cell phone that did the same thing, I would go with Vizio because obviously they're cheaper than Samsung. But because Samsung meets my needs, I go with Samsung. But that's that's the only reason why. The, t- the TVs of Samsung does the exact same things TVs as Vizio. Both smart TVs. Both have 1040p, whatever the picture pixel is, whatever. So I know and trust uh, Samsung. So most retailers are trying to sell a TV close to the margin to make up a profit. And so, like, if the TV costs $100 to make, Samsung, for example, is going to sell the TV to Best Buy, but they're just going to mark it up 20%. So they're going to sell the TV for 100 They're going to sell it to $120. But Best Buy is like, uh, I'm going to, we're going to mark it up, uh, some more. We're going to market like 10, 20% more. So now the TV is $144, right? But because retailers love to pay, play the manipulation game with prices, it's $149.99, which is less than $150. The mind game that they play. I don't know if you guys look into that, but that's the reason why they do that. Okay, so that's a good little lesson in like TVs, costs, blah, 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 profit. So back to my cool wireless TV. I don't have the same stature to sell my TV to the top retailers. No one's going to buy. You know, have you ever thought about Magnavox? How <laughs> pathetic they are. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be a TV company like Davis TVs and or just Davis because no one puts David like someone Samsung doesn't say Samsung TVs. But I want to put Davis out there and then it just doesn't do well because no one knows anything about it. And my TV could cost just as much as it costs Samsung to make but because people consumers know samsung they're going to skip over tv then the frugal consumer is going to buy my tv and test it out but let's just say i don't want to take that i don't want to take that risk so i'm going to market myself to the top electronic companies to sell my product now i only have the the parts and the pieces to make it so the little battery and the component to make the tv last for two years I have that, but I'm going to go pitch it to Samsung and see if they want to purchase it. But you know, I can't lend myself to Samsung. I got to pitch it because I got to stretch it out. So I got to spend time and money going to different people, you know, buying different suits, looking different, uh, carrying marketing uh, papers and flyers and the whole thing, the logistics, everything. I got to come with the full pitch because I have to sell it to them. I'm putting in time for this. I want to make, I want to make money. So 
I go to the top companies. I go to Panasonic, I make a pitch. I go to Toshiba to make a pitch, Sony to make a pitch, uh, Hitachi. And then I'm like, let me just send an email to TLC. <laughs> um, but they all want it. You know, all of them were sold on this product. They're like, people, why wouldn't the, why wouldn't a consumer that wants a TV want something this convenient? So now I have to find the means to produce it because my plan at first was just to pitch to all of them, and then just whoever took it, I'm gonna, I was just gonna go for them. But this is my imagination story. This is what happens. So all of them say, no, we all want it because that's pretty much what happens. Like. Like I said earlier, all the TV companies do the exact same thing. It's just who do you want to buy for what price? <coughs> so I make the deal. I take a loan from a bank because I now have to make a, a, a lot more means of production. So I take a loan from a bank to purchase land to build a lab and a plant to build my product. I don't need a lot. I don't need a lot of space, just some space. Then I make a deal with FedEx. This they're going to be in charge of my logistics, how I ship product, you know, my motherboard, whatever the case may be, to the electronic companies and all the other pieces that need to be shipped. And then I, you know, in due time, I turn a really big profit. And through my success, I've been able to offer benefits to my employees. I've also hired employees who are bringing new ideas to the game. And me, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of people don't need to have like this ex- this extraordinary education to have great ideas. So I'm not going to make, you're not going to have to go to school to get hired by me, but some people will, and I'll take them. They might make a little bit more, but that's beside the point. The point, the people I have hired have come up with ideas on how to introduce my idea and put them in phones and tablets and laptops. So now you don't have to charge a laptop. You don't have to charge a tablet for two years. You don't have to charge a phone. And just, I'm just throwing numbers out there. Now, my net worth for my company is $200 million. Holla at me. <laughs> All right, so, so the idea of socialism is pretty much like no one has a job that's more important than the next person. I know it sounds confusing. So I've come up with this idea for the new TV. I took the risk. I did the trials and the errors. I went to the electronic companies. I made the pitch. My name is on the loan. I pay the expenses. I distribute the money. I hire the people. Obviously, I might hire managers, but they hire the people. But everything goes through me. I establish the culture. My company is now worth $200 million. Do you see, like, this is America. This is what America is about. This is what you can do and what you can become and what you can get to. Not everybody. But it's it's like assessed like it can happen. So to take away to to add socialism is to take away that American dream. We can you will no longer be able to say that because it wouldn't be an American dream. It'd be like America's new nightmare. That's just my opinion. And of course, that's not what they would label it. But anyways, so <clears throat> in a democratic social economy, the rich will be taxed more to offset costs from the funding from the funding the government is responsible for creating. So, for example, like canceling student debt, universal health care, universal four-year college degrees, you want to end homelessness, you know, for, say on and so forth, all these things that they're tossing about, nationalism. So it's like, it's like giving a trophy to everybody who actually played, but 
they're no winners. <laughs> uh, and I've looked at the number to see what it would cost to offset all those things, like what it would cost to offset um, university health care or, or offset the student debt. And it's in the billions and trillions. Like, and, it, and those numbers don't even cover all the Americans. It covers, like, a portion of them. I'm not even kidding. Like, I looked up the numbers. It, every time you add it, like, 700,000 people, it, like, adds another trillion dollars. So um, there's also this website that Bernie Sanders posted. I, through all this research, I just stumbled across it. I'm not looking up the Bernie Sanders plan, but I kind of need to make – this podcast, so people, what people will say when they make a defense for Bernie. I, I want you to, by all means, defend what you believe, but just, no, I'm not agreeing with you. So uh, if you Google the Bernie tax plan, you can find this website. I want you to try it. Like you could, when you the stop podcast stops, or if you pause it and just go look it up, um, you can just randomly punch in numbers and see what your disposable income would be. So I had to get a little clarity, but, but your disposable income is what the government considers your play money. So do the math on your mortgage, do the math on your insurance, your utility bills, your groceries, your gas. And I want to say like your travel expenses because uh, uh, not everyone uses a car to get around. Like some of us use a bike uh, or we catch Ubers. If you live in a, you know, some people in New York don't even own a car. So, uh, but let's say you do own a car and you have to get your tires rotated, oil change, gas, all that kind of stuff. So you add on to those things. Uh, and that's considered, and everything that's left over is considered disposable money. So the money that is for your internet, the money is for your cable, for you to go out and have a drink sometime. That's all That's all what the government says. That's what your disposable money. And to you, it might not be the same amount as they think it is. So after you do that, like how much money do you have left? Um, so what, like my imaginative idea for my company being a being um on my own profit outside besides my own profit my company makes 200 million right as a ceo i take about 10 percent of that just because i want to say that i want to take 10 percent. so i make about 20 million i will be taxed over three million dollars be, be, besides the taxes taxes i pay already i would be taxed 3.1 million dollars over that now, as if I'm making twenty million dollars a year, can I live off that difference? Like, like of course. Like, should I have the choice in doing so? Though, yes, I I should I should have the choice if I want to pay that much money additionally in taxes. Like I said, it's my idea, it's my plan, it's my execution. It should be my reward, and every person that works for me is being rewarded as well. So the benefit of my idea is that homes are having cleaner looking entertainment settings. Okay. Could you could you imagine what that would be like if you went to move or you know, you know, clean behind your, your TV console and get the dust bunnies, but you don't have to move any cords. You just kinda push the console back, sweep and push it back, and that you're done. And now of course my my idea isn't like this great benefit to society uh yet, because someone could take a great a small idea and make it a big idea, but it's convenient. And all the time, I took all at the time I took all the risks though. Like like most big businesses or small business owners, they take all the risks. But a social democratic will think 
that that's just more money for them to distribute to their causes. So uh, for the realistic version on, on paper, um, I make about, I earn about $60,000 a year. Uh, between the two kids that I do, I have more, obviously more than two kids, but between the two kids, I pay $1,200 in insurance a year. I invest a little over 8,000 in my 401k program so I can retire in a good position. I pay, I play, pay close to six grand as child support a year because that's what the government has said what should be cost based on my income and what I should, what I should give to a child a year to clothe and feed them. That's a whole other issue. But anywho, uh, Bernie's tax plan, the leading candidate for the Democratic Socialist Party, says I should pay $714 additional on top of tax that I already pay. Uh, I just want to talk about that for a second before I get out of here. Do you know, do you know what's considered to be upper class living? As of 2019, a little over 63000 is considered upper class living. And that's like maybe even combined income or separate income. But it's good living, nonetheless. If you're frugal or really good at saving, it's really good living. But if you know if that's your money combined, that means it's like 30, 30 between two people. Um, if you plug those numbers in, what do you what do you think? Like if you plug in that you're a married couple that makes sixty three, it's probably less than what you have to pay. Or if you're single, you have to pay more. But this is money that you'll just be taxed total. This is money on top of what you're already going to be taxed. This is an additional amount you're already that your tax taxes will have. This is all from my understanding. Now I could be wrong about this. You can someone finds better information or has a like more exact uh, facts. Please let me know because I'm I'm like I said I'm I'm teaching myself and this is how I'm understanding it. So, <clears throat> anyways, this is the break. Uh, tune into the next podcast to hear me discuss. What happens when we are full socialists? Also, what do your elected officials make? Like the people you select in office. And what some people, including myself, think uh, they should make. So thanks, guys.